Welcome in on this Monday edition to one and all now on the network. The entire network. Let me wrap my arms around you, man. Everybody needs a hug. Woof. Woof. What a weekend. Phone number 877-867-1670. If you want to find me on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. Find Grant Bills at Wisco Grant. Instagram, uh, The Bill Michaels Show on Instagram. The Bill Michaels Show. Same thing on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, YouTube continues to grow. Great place to catch the uh, program, watch TV, listen to it, all that kind of stuff. Uh, go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And uh, there's Twitch TV. There's the Twitch app you can download, the Kick app you can download. We're on, uh, God, what else? LinkedIn. Uh, there's a link that pops up over on Twitter as well. You can email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Uh, the Zone app, The Zone Madison, The Zone, Z-O-N-E, Madison. You can track us down there. You can listen after the fact on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts as well. A couple of things before we get back into the Packers, uh, and, and only momentarily. Again, if you missed it at uh, the top of the show, kudos to the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, I thought they were going to get annihilated, and they didn't. And, you know, it's it's not that losing is good. It's that the way you fought was impressive. and. The offensive line, I thought, held up. And I had been all over them for weeks. And kudos to the offensive line. A couple of mistakes, but for the most part, I, I thought a really solid job. And, and you know, when you lose Braylon Allen and still we are, are able to run the football, that's, that's, uh, that's nutting up, man. Good job. And I thought the defense played well, creating turnovers. Uh, it just, you know, they've got a couple of playmakers that – you know, Wisconsin doesn't, and that was kind of the difference in the game. And Marvin Harrison Jr. is just a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. And, but for for what everybody expected, uh, and I saw people, you know, betting 35-plus points and such, but for what everybody expected, um, yeah, it was – that was it was a good performance. That was a good performance. So I was, I, was, uh, I was proud of what the Badgers did, and kudos to them. It was really cool also uh, to have the Badger band at uh, – Lambeau Field yesterday I will ask this question and if anybody out in Madison knows this let me know right after half the Wisconsin band performed at halftime and they're always great it's all there's always an energy when the Wisconsin bands at Lambeau Field but the Wisconsin band performed at halftime and then they march off the field and as they're in the end zone they're in the north end zone uh the kickers and the punters had come out and started working out on the field really even before the band finished their set but the band marches off the field and I don't know if it was Anders Carlson or if it was the Minnesota kicker. But somebody kicked a field goal, and I don't know, it was like from 40 or 50, whatever it was, practicing. And this tuba player, now I didn't see it, but I heard about it. This tuba player, this girl tuba player, turned around, and the ball hit her right in the face. I mean, like took her out. If anybody knows if she's okay, let me know. I'd love to know. Because uh, from people, from uh, some of the people that I heard from that actually saw it, said, man, it, I mean, it like hit her square in the face, square in the face. So I'd love to know if she's okay. And it's one thing if you get hit in the face with the flat side of the football, but if she took like the point, the pointed end on a cold day right in the forehead, that's that, that'll knock you out coming from that distance and that high up. So I would love to know if she's okay. So I, I wanted to ask that. Uh, in the meantime, Yesterday, in case you were paying attention, the Bucks get beat in kind of ugly fashion down at the Fiserv Forum. 
uh, by the Atlanta Hawks. And I, I started, I'm, I'm watching Twitter. I get home, I start watching the game. I was watching this Sunday night game. And I'm, I'm flipping through, I'm watching Twitter. And I'm watching for as, as much outpouring of jubilation after game one, there was this goofy, misguided vitriol after game two. And I just was like, just calm down. It, everything's fine. There's nothing to see here. It was an off game, second game of the season. They had a couple of days in between their opener and the second game of the season. And let them get into a rhythm. They're back at it again tonight. You know, it just relax. They're going to be fine. I was uh, I was at the game last night, and the best part of the entire experience, well, other than the booze that was purchased before the game in the Deer District, the best part of the game <laughs> was Flava Flav singing the national anthem. It really went downhill after that. We were all excited to see Dame, and he didn't even score until the third quarter, and at that point, right. the game was done. It was like, well, I guess we'll leave early, and we'll get in bed early on a Sunday night, start our work week, but it was a bummer yeah. last night for sure. So, um, we, uh, we had that. Um... And then the Packers obviously were disappointed. Kudos, by the way, to Badger men's hockey. Can we say hockey is back in Wisconsin and on on both both sides of the uh, the both sides of the puck? And then you've got volleyball. Watching that last night in the uh, up at Burkles, so things are good in a lot of regards. I'm I'm excited about all of that. But when it comes to the Packers. Jordan Love, and I, I, we're going to take a listen to this. We got uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette's going to be here. And, and, and uh, also of PackersNews.com and such. We're going to talk with Ryan Wood, and then we're going to break it down with Eric Branchek, and then we're going to have Mike Clemens in the final hour. But before I play this from Jordan Love and his press conference, and I know I, people are now counting the ums. You know, that's becoming almost a drinking game. But uh, I want you to take a listen to some of the things that he has to say. But at one point in what you're going to hear, he says, I'm frustrated along with everyone in the locker room, and these are games we should be winning. It's a couple of plays here or there. We're right there. He talks about walking off the field yesterday with Rasul Douglas. Him and Rasul were talking back and forth, and they both say, we're right there. It's just a couple of plays. And so I'm going to ask the question for the remainder of the show. When you step back for a minute, you think, Hey, if Aaron Jones catches that pass above his head and breaks it for a first down and they get another set of downs, are they right there? If that deep ball to Jaden Reed goes three three yards further down the field and he catches it in stride for a touchdown, are they right there? The pass that almost got picked on the out pattern, had he seen it and thrown it just a couple of seconds earlier or a split second earlier, and that's a catch, are they right there? You know, it, you know, the the you know, turning the ball over. If they don't turn it over, are they right there? The one thing I will say is this defense is absolutely positively awful at creating turnovers, last in the National Football League. Just bad. Just bad. I mean, yesterday again, Quay Walker, ball hits him right in the hands. Right in the hands. Now, it wasn't as obvious like it hit him in the chest, but some of these things you got to come down with. you got to make your own, your own luck, and they're not. But are they right there? Jordan Love, after the game, take a listen. Here it is. Few shots there in the fourth quarter to put it in. What's the difference between getting back and maybe even winning this game and just not not getting the points there? Making plays. That's um, <clears throat> what it comes down to right there at the end. You know, we had opportunities. Defense did a great job. You know, the field goal unit, field goal block unit did a great job, and um, 
know, it's tough. We just we didn't make plays right there at the end. We had opportunities, um, and you know, it's on everybody on offense. Realize it's right after a game, but we're seven games, seven games in now. How do you think you've been playing? Do you think there's been improvement? Do you think there's the you're trending the other way? What, what do you think so far? Yeah, no, I think uh, obviously not good enough. You know, it's been uh, uh, I think pretty average to to start. Um, you know, we got highs and lows. Myself, I got you know just too bumpy right now. I'm, I need to find consistency in my play, um, where I'm able to make you know every play. Um, go to the right place with the ball in every play, um, and it's you know it's got to be more consistent for me, and I think that's where I'm lacking right now. How much help do you need though, Jordan? You need other guys to make plays too, though, right? I, mean, I think it's on everybody. I think you know, as a whole, we look at it, and I think we all say the same thing. You know, we all got to make plays. We all got to be more consistent. Um, you know, when our numbers call, we got to just execute, make those plays, um, take limit the mistakes. You know, that's what's killing us right now is penalties, mistakes. You know. From top down, that's everybody. Um, so I think everybody on offense will say the same exact thing. Jordan, you said it's too bumpy for you right now. You're not going to be perfect. But why do you think you can't find that consistency individually? <clears throat> um, you know, I think it, I think it's really how we start the game. Um, you know, I think just as a team, we've started um, slow in the last couple games. Um, and... You know, we, we can't find a rhythm right now. You know, we're, we're, we're on the field, you know, might go three and out, might make a play, um, penalty here, bumps us back. Um, and I think when we've got in, you know, longer down in distances, we haven't been good. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's really hurting ourselves. But I think we just haven't had that ability to find the rhythm on offense that we need. Um, so, yeah. Jordan, you're an even keeled guy. I don't think through these, you know, this first part of the season that I've ever seen you visually upset on camera that broadcast shows. What are, what are you feeling like right now? And what's going through your head? It's uh, it's frustrating, man. Um, you know, I'm frustrated. Everybody in that locker room is frustrated. Um, plain and simple, we're not winning. We're losing games, and uh, it's it's all games that we should be winning. I think, you know, that we're right there. You know, it comes down to a play here, a play there that. You know, everybody in that locker room, we're just, we're not executing enough and uh, we're not making those plays and it's frustrating and everybody's frustrated. Um, but, you know, the question is, what are we going to do to change that? What did Rasul say to you when you guys walked off together? We pretty much just talked about that, that we're, we're right there. You know, he talked about he, he wished he had a couple plays back. The defense wished they had a couple plays back that, you know, would be game changing plays. And I said the same thing, you know, we're too inconsistent right now. On offense, we're not making plays. Um, you know, we have ops, and we're just not capitalizing, and that's everybody. And uh, but we pretty much just said we're right there. You know, if we make those plays, if the ball is bouncing the other way, and we're making those plays instead of not making those plays, it's these are totally different games. So, do you feel like you're close <clears throat> on offense to figuring this thing out? I feel like we're right there. Jordan, um, Matt was in here before, and he, he said, you know, Arca, the other guys. I'm paraphrasing, but he's. They've got to help you. They got to do more. Um, you have to be who you are. I'm not saying that you have to be like Aaron and chew guys out where everybody can see. Because if that's not who you are, I'm not saying you should do that. But is there something to I don't know, creating an urgency or maybe I don't know what you're doing behind closed doors. But when there's a lot of mistakes being made, I know guys don't do it on purpose. But do you think you have to, for lack of a better term, get after the guys a little bit, or do you think that would be the wrong play? 
No, I think we do. Um, you know, I think the leaders on the team, I, we talked about it in there, we just got to come ready to work this week. Um, you know, it's, it's all we can do. It's right back to work. Um, but the urgency definitely has to be there. You know, we're going to continue to push guys. Leaders on offense, we, we push each other every day. We push everybody on the team. The coaches push us. You know, it's definitely not a lack of leadership. I think it's just, like you said, we got to find that urgency. We got to understand that, you know, it's, you know, every play has got to be the best play of our game. You know, we can't have these little mistakes that are, that are hurting us and just be like, you know, we'll find it on the next play or we'll find it in the next drive. You know, we got to take advantage of every opportunity we have. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it comes down to just, you know, getting back to work this week um, and, you know, pushing everybody. You know, everybody's got to look themselves in the mirror, um, hold themselves accountable, and, uh, you know, just know that obviously we're not where we want to be. And, you know, how are we going to get there? What are we going to do? What's next week going to look like? Um, <clears throat> who's going to step up? Who's going to be the guy to, you know, just go out there and make, make plays? Um, so it, it just comes back to getting back to work next week. Aaron Jones mentioned uh, you and Elton uh, Jenkins specifically about calling these player-led meetings, um, players only, to go through the film and see it. Like, even though the results weren't there today, do you feel like that was important and valuable as you guys grow and try to get out of this rut? It definitely is very important that uh, we just stick together as offense. Keep, you know, we just got to keep learning, growing as a, as a unit, um, and just having, building that chemistry with each other. To where we know where we're going to be, we know, you know, you know how I like routes run, how I want to play ran, um, you know, where I know where the receivers are going to be at, um, and it, it just—it's all the little things that I think, you know, we're we're doing a good job of during the week, but we just got to keep doing that, keep building that chemistry. Um, but those are the little things that I think are going to continue to help us get over this hump. As a group, is it hard to be confident right now, and how do you how do you work that? Um, I mean, yeah, I think it is hard. I think everybody, you know, feels that uh, we're not playing at the level we are expected to and we know we can play at. Um, but I think the, the message for, you know, everybody in that locker room is to keep that confidence, you know. Um, at this point, it's, it's like who's, who's going to step up, who's going to make those plays, who's going to, you know, be able to turn this thing around to where guys can feel, feel that confidence from them and, uh, and gain confidence from that. Um, and uh, but I think you know everybody's frustrated, but uh, I don't think I don't think guys are losing confidence. I think it's just you know like I said, where are we going to go from here? You know, at the end of the first half, you have the 14 play drive, but prior to that, it's those again, it's a really slow start, and you everybody's talked about it. You're aware of it. Is there still any rhyme or reason why the first three series just don't seem to click at all? I mean, you, you can go back and look at it. We didn't make any plays those first couple of series. Um, there's opportunities. Um, you know, had a couple drops. You know, missed throw. Um, you know, run game. We you know, we had a fourth fourth and inches. I think fourth and one or third and one. And you know, we just we it's those little plays that we're not making. We're not capitalizing on. Um, and I mean, it's it's obvious. It's not like what, what are we doing wrong. It's it's obvious on the film. Um, we're just not. Executing, not capitalizing on these opportunities we have, and uh, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is we gotta, as offense, stay on. We gotta find a way to stay on the field, move those chains, um, and make those big plays, and you know, help our defense out, keep them off the field, and we're not doing a good job of that right now. Hey Jordan, on the on the interception that 44 takes away from Jaden 
Is that ball where you want it? Is it <clears throat> did you underthrow? What did, where was that ball in relation to where you wanted it? Yeah, um, you know, on that play, obviously, I think I wish, you know, I could have put it a little bit more out there in front of him. There was a DB kind of playing, you know, uh, cover two look over the top, so I didn't want to put it too far out there in front of him. But, uh, you know, that's what we talk about, you know, gave him an opportunity, and uh, I, I didn't really get to see, you know, what happened on that play. But from just talking to guys, I mean, the DB made a great play, able to kind of, I think he just ripped it out of his hands. Um, but, I mean, those are the things we can look back and say, I, I wish I would have thrown this ball a little bit farther. Um, but it comes down to execution, making those plays, me making better throws, and guys just going out there and, and competing and winning when the ball's in the air. But, uh, you know, it's a great play by that DB. Um, and, uh, yeah. Two more for Jordan. Hey, Jordan, if this is a flawed premise, tell me, okay? Um, Matt would always say indecisive equals ineffective, right? And it felt like, from my non-expert opinion, that that was where you'd made a ton of growth over the last three and a half years. Do you still feel like you're being as decisive, or do you think maybe there's, with everything that's kind of going on and the mistakes that are being made, that you're not quite as decisive as you seem to be trending toward? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I would say you're you're right. You know, I'm not. That's where I need to continue to grow, continue to be better for the team. It's just being that decisive player that's gonna, you know, go through my reads, know where I need to go with the ball, and you know, put the ball in the right place. Um, but that's, like you said, I mean, it's right. You know, I'm not being uh, good enough, you know, some of those situations where I was holding the ball a little bit too much, you know, the sack, the strip fumble, um, you know, that, that's where it comes down to just decision making, making decisive reads. Um, and that's where I got to be better, 100%. Jordan, one of your best throws of the day was uh, the Wicks there late in the game. You just kind of let the ball rip. And on that, some of your deep balls, I know they talked during camp about putting a little more air under it. Is that, are those two things connected? Do you think you need to put the ball a little bit more on those? Because you haven't connected on a ton of those throughout the course of the year. Yeah, um, you know, whatever it is, you know, I just got to be better at, you know, accuracy down the field, um, giving guys a chance to make plays. And then, uh, you know, like you said, you know, putting a little bit more air on that, that that's something that we've been practicing, you know, throughout training camp, OTAs. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just comes down to accuracy. Um, and, you know, me being better, um, like I said, making plays, giving those guys a chance to make plays. But, uh, um, yeah, that's where I got to be better. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you, guys. There you go. Jordan Love talking to the media yesterday. Now, I want to get back into this when we come back from break. He believes, Russell Douglas believes, we talk about the details and the attention to details. Are they a few plays away? Are they a few plays away? 877-867-1670, and I'll get right into the phone calls when we come back as well. So if you're on the line, stay tuned and hang in there. We'll get right to you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. And, boy, I tell you what, yesterday uh, I had a couple of people that had uh, reached out to me after the show. We were kind of talking back and forth and over on uh, the Facebook fan page and uh, doing the uh, take-home meals on the way home from Lambeau. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way to go. That buffalo chicken stuff that they got, oh, that's so good. Uh, but they've got all, kind, they got all kinds of assorted stuff. Uh, from uh, for the take-home meals, the pothole pizzas, and if you're going in for just the staples or the bread and the milk and the eggs and the butter and all that kind of stuff, or if you're looking for something for your tailgate or anything specialty, plus you can get registered to win a Chevy Colorado, and uh, you can do the Chevy Colorado Sport, and, uh, man, you can win one of that, win one of those between uh, the Quick Trip and our friends at the Packers. So good stuff from Quick Trip. Use your Quick Rewards card when you're there. Great times are at Quick Trip. 
Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show enjoying the day today although i I wish we were talking on much happier terms but nevertheless uh this one is uh from uh from mike he says hey bill and happy monday i don't like caleb williams and i know you don't but if he wants part ownership of a team and the packers give him 155 or 50,000 shares of packers stock do you think he's smart enough to know that it's worthless (laughs) ah that's funny i like that um and I don't want Caleb Williams. Uh, I know he's talented. I, I get it. He's unbelievably talented. But I'm just, I'm not a fan of his. Not a fan. Eight seven seven eight six. Hey, did you see again this weekend? They start getting down and watching him throw his temper tantrums at guys. That's not going to play in the NFL. Not at all. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Ryan Wood coming up here at the bottom of the hour. So if you want to get a hold of us, uh, go ahead and please do so, and then jump on the line, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Pete listening to us in Florida. Pete, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Bill. Thank you, and I hope you are too. I just want to make a few comments that, uh, no, uh, they're not a few plays away. Um, this whole, as the floor was quoted on the Internet this morning, as being, we're a mess started three years ago when him, Gutekas, and Murphy decided to try to get rid of Rodgers, who I don't like as a person, but as a football player is the greatest. And that, that I feel sorry for, for uh, uh, Jordan. I really do. And they, uh, I don't know what to say other than that. And I'll let you go, I think. And All right. you can comment if you wish. All right. No, appreciate it. Um, okay. Uh, I don't think there are a few plays away. But I will say there are a few plays of being be- away from being better. But these are the things that you have to think about. You've got let's – just, let's just take it back into a, a more basic term here. You've got an employee who every day comes to work and is a really good employee, but every day makes mistakes that are costly mistakes. The same mistakes over and over and over and over and over, right? Is that a good employee that's just a few mistakes away, or is that a bad employee that makes the same mistakes over and over again? You know what I mean? If you got a guy that works his ass off and he comes to work, and let's just take like a construction site, and he's every day, man, he's – He's toting lumber around. He's stacking it and putting it in the right place at the right time. He's getting ahead of the game. But every day he makes a cut that you got to tear another wall down. And it takes you longer and longer and longer to build the house. And you don't think the quality might be as good. And you got to go back and check up on him just because he makes sometimes the same mistakes over and over again. Is that a good employee? Or is that a guy that you get, you got to continually hold his hand and you just, he, he's not getting better. 
Think of it that way. I just I don't think they're a few plays away. I think they they could be. Yeah, I mean, you know, in reality, a couple of those things happen in their direction. You you know, you pull down the pass if you're Quay Walker for an interception, and suddenly the ball's given to the Packers damn near midfield, and what can they do with it? You know, I mean, you, the pass is three yards deeper to Jaden Reed. He ends up scoring. Does that change things? Suddenly the, the outcome, the look is different, and suddenly the pressure's on the Vikings, not on the Packers. You know what I mean? Are they a few plays away? Eh, okay. From being competitive, maybe. But I don't think so. I'd say they're a few plays away from beating the Raiders, the Broncos, and a few plays away from being right there with the Vikings. I don't think that makes them a significantly better team big picture. But I, right. I think against some of these bad teams, they are a couple plays away from winning. I don't know that that right. means a whole lot, though. Yep. I See, I agree. See, I agree. Then again, uh, as I was texting back and forth with Paul Charchian last night, um, you know, you know, Vikings fans were ecstatic. They came to Lambeau Field and got a win. But their season's done. You know, Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, confirming today that, uh, yep, it tore the Achilles. So you feel, you know, and, and that kind of injury you just feel bad for. And Kirk Cousins actually not having a bad season, and he ends up going down with that injury. So, And he's going into a contract year. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Yeah, then again, who knows? Maybe he ends up in Green Bay on the cheap because he's coming back from that type, kind of an injury. Maybe he can sustain for a couple of years until they find the next, you know. We'll see. Packers got a block field goal. Defense played a little bit, a little bit better as far as attempting to get a turnover. But it, they just need more. They just need more from everybody. You know, they need more from everybody. We'll get back into the phone calls when we come back. But uh, Ryan Wood coming up here at the bottom of the hour. I want to get to Ryan because I want to get his take on all of this. So stick around. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at the Social House. I saw yesterday they had a big crowd. Big crowd on hand getting ready for the Packers game yesterday. And uh, Dan was taking some pictures and posting them over on social media. So great place on Sunday mornings. If you're going to go get a breakfast, get a good seat, get yourself a Bloody Mary and get ready for the ball game. Otherwise, just go there, enjoy yourself, and then get home and get into the comforts of your house and get ready for the game. But they had a big crowd on Saturday, big crowd on Sunday. Social House, H-A-U-S, West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Great breakfasts. They've got new items on the menu. And they've got just a wonderful, wonderful staff. That, those are all great reasons to go there. That's the Social House, West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls, just on the verge of Brookfield. And sometime, I know, I'll see you there. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, we're really looking forward to this week. This week, we are going to be live. We're going to be in Marshfield coming up on Wednesday night. Marshfield, we're coming to see you. Going to be in town tomorrow night. And then on Wednesday, we're going to be at Nuts Deep 2. Come on by and say hi. The Bill Michaels Huddle going to emanate live from Nuts Deep 2 coming up, coming up on Wednesday night, 6 to 8. Come on out and say hi. They have terrific food from what I remember. I haven't been there in a while, but they had terrific food the last time we were there. And it's just a great place. And if you live in the area, you know what I'm talking about. But it doesn't matter if you're in Wausau, if you're in uh, 
Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Wisconsin Rapids, come on by uh, down in uh, Stevens Point. Come on by. We're going to be in Marshfield coming up on Wednesday night, 6 to 8. The Bill Michael Soto coming to you live from our friends out there at Nuts Deep 2 in uh, in Marshfield. Uh, let's do this. Let's bring him in uh, and uh, try to make heads or tails of what's actually going on. But from PackersNews.com, Ryan Wood standing by covering the pack. Ryan, how you doing? Doing good, Bill. It's nice to see the sun out today for the first time right? what it feels like a week, which might be a sign of optimism or just proof that no matter how bad the Packers are, there's always another day. Uh, or maybe it's just shedding a lot more light on a lot more problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh boy. Maybe the yeah. to go away. Uh, okay, let, let me let – me, I'll ask you, where do you want to start? Because I watched this yesterday. Uh, we were – it was funny because I'm sitting there with a bunch of the guys, and you know how it is in the press box. We're kind of calling the offense at this point. We're, we're kind of calling some of the things they're going to run. Here it comes. We're calling this, and it's right. And then you see some of the mistakes and drop passes. You see some of the, the guys, and I had talked about this earlier today, where there were some guys, Christian Watson on a couple of different plays was open. We had Jaden Reed that was open. We had guys that were wide open that didn't get the football. And then there were some throws that were poor. An offensive line that has mistakes. We've got penalties. Where You could throw a dart at a dartboard right now. All those things you just mentioned have nothing to do with Jordan Love. Isn't that crazy? And now here's the thing. Jordan Love's not playing well either. It's not like, okay, he's the, the one – ray of light here it's all bad right now but he is a first-year starter and he's in a situation where aside from Patrick Mahomes Aaron Rodgers in his prime an MVP caliber quarterback there's so many mistakes that are going on that a first-year starter cannot realistically be asked to mask MVP quarterbacks they, they can overcome these mistakes because those are MVP guys but not a first-year starter, and that's the situation that Jordan Love is in here. I just look at the start of that game. Jordan Love made an incredible play on that first third down, that third and one. He's got a free rusher coming at him. That should be a sack. He breaks right. out of it. He keeps his composure, which is really impressive. He drops an absolute dime to Romeo Dobbs for 20 yards on the right sideline, but it's an RPO, which means that offensive linemen are run blocking, so Rasheed Walker's called for an eligible downfield, and it's a five-yard penalty. The next snap, Jordan Love's hard count gets those five yards back. He gets a free play. He misses an open receiver. Jaden Reed's open. He overshot shoots him on the free play. But he gets those five yards back. It's third and one again. They've overcome the penalty, and they give a dive to A.J. Dillon, and Josh Myers doesn't block Jordan Phillips, and A.J. Dillon gets stuffed for, for, one, for, for no gain. All, that entire progression, you saw Jordan Love make a highlight play on third down, get those five yards back after the penalty is a hard count, None of those issues were actually Jordan Love. And what happens on the next defensive series? The Packers, it's knotted at zero. Uh, Quay Walker has a Kirk Cousins pass float right to him. It's a short field if he just catches it. This is what this mm -hmm. offense needs at this point. They, they, they don't catch it. They, they don't get the takeaway when it falls in their lap. Like There's so many issues on down the line from drop passes, missed blocks, miscommunication, a defense that's average and, and needs to be better. It's, it's, it's being a lot better than the offense right now, but it still needs to be better. There's a lot of issues here. And so few of them have to do with Jordan Love. Now that's, you know, long-term, that's not a good thing because this is a situation that he is in that can crush young quarterbacks. It is not a good situation for a young quarterback. He's not been the answer, but he's far from the biggest problem at this point. 
Oh, no. I, I completely have watched in my time covering Cincinnati with David Klingler and Jeff Blake and Neil O'Donnell and Achilles Smith and on and on and on. I have watched all those quarterbacks that they thought had promise only to fail because uh, of everything around them that was relatively inept. So I understand that. Now, let me ask you this, because let's start. You made, made a mention of the defense, which is average. The defense is needs to be better than average. And we talk so much about the, the number one draft choices and the guys that they have and the talent and yada, yada, yada. Where, because I said if this te- if this is not a top ten defense this year, then one they're not going to have a lot of success, and two this is really either going to call into question Joe Barry for sure, or what they thought was talent really isn't, and then that begins to call into question Brian Gutekinds. Is it the talent? Is it the the level of picks? Is it the coaching, or a combination thereof? Uh, it's it's certainly a combination. When when things don't go according to plan, there's there's usually more than one factor to blame, but. It, it is it is puzzling, and it's been it's nothing new. It's been like this for a few years now. It's puzzling that a defense with this much premium assets and first round picks, high high highly paid free agents. I mean, Rashawn Gary's extended today four years, over a hundred million dollars, thirty four million guaranteed at signing. There's a lot of assets in this defense. It should be better than this. And you wonder not just about scheme, but developmental long-term outlook for, for from this coaching staff that they haven't been able to get more out of a defense that has had no shortage of, again, premium assets pump into it, it needs to be better. Because if it's an average defense, that was never a, a blueprint for success this season. So it's you know, the, the other side of this, though, is it's been a lot better than the offense. It's not like Joe, Joe Barry can just get fired mid, midway through the season. What, what kind of message is that from Matt LaFleur when his offense – can't pick up a first down in the first half until four minutes to go. When it's been 163 first half minutes, it's been 43 days now in counting since the Packers have found the end zone in the first half. The offense is so inept, which does not help the defense. Rasul Douglas said yesterday, the defense has to be perfect because opposing offensive coordinators know they're, they're calling plays against an offense that cannot score in the first half. They have a lot of time. If, if things aren't going right for that, for opposing offenses, early in the game, they can be patient because they know that they have all the time in the world to figure it out against an offense and the Packers that, that can't score for the first 30 minutes. So the, the defense has – it needs to be better. It should be better. But the offense has been so much worse that you can't just look at, okay, it's Joe Barry's problem because the offense is the bigger problem. Uh, okay, let's go to the offense. Who is the best weapon on offense? Aaron Jones is the one kind of proven guy. You know, Christian Watson's not had the the second-year jump that that I think the Packers would have liked to have seen. Uh, And, you know, we talk about premium assets. There's two second-round picks. There's a fourth-round receiver in Romeo Dobbs who had a really good rookie year, and he's got five touchdowns now. But this is a really young receiving core that is not a – aggressively strongly attacking the football in the air, which is how you make plays for your quarterback. Christian Watson had two chances in the end zone late in that game where the ball hits his hand, the, the goal line fade where from the 10 yard line, where it, Jordan Love put that ball in the money. Uh, he could not throw a better pass hits Christian Watson's hands in the end zone should be a touchdown. And he's unable to, to come down with it. The, 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 from the throw inside the two minute warning from 34 yards out, Christian Watson had a beat on, on, on that ball. He turned around, he was double covered, but he turned around and located the ball before either of the Vikings defenders should have made a play on the ball. It hits his hands. And I understand that his, 
his arms kind of got raked down by the, the, the defender. That's a tough catch. But sometimes in this league, especially if you want to be a number one receiver, tough catches need to be made. Tough catches can be made at this level. And they're just not being made right now. So they, they've, you know, Aaron Jones is the proven guy. And he's been a little slow getting back from the hamstring injury, obviously. But they need to have the guys that Jordan loves throwing the ball to. They, they, need, they need those guys to make plays for the quarterback. If Aaron Jones is the best weapon they have, why is Matt LaFleur insisting on running A.J. Dillon out there as much, if not more? Yeah, you wonder if where Aaron Jones' hamstring is. I, I spoke with him Friday, and he he was hopeful that he could be back to 100% for the Vikings. It sure didn't look like he was 100% yet. What he told me was if, if not the Vikings, he, he feels really confident that he'll be back to 100% by the Rams. The reality is Aaron Jones is the best player, and for half a season now, the first half of the season, he hasn't been 100%. He hasn't been 100% since week one. That, that's a disaster when you have such a young offense that's lacking of experienced playmakers, and you're one guy. He, he's not all the way back yet. I do think A.J. Dillon's been running the ball better, more, more deliberately the past few weeks. But he's not Aaron Jones. He's never going to be Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is the guy that can make a, a, a play from anywhere on the field. He can stick his helmet in the line and get five yards. He's a tough runner, for, especially for his size. They need him to be 100%. It just doesn't look like he's 100% yet. Zach Krause put out a statistic, said the Packers were 0 for 7 on contested catches against the Vikings. They are now 9 for 43 this season. Christian Watson 0 for 8, Jaden Reed 0 for 7. They are 0 for 15 combined, and the wide receivers overall 7 for 38. It goes in conjunction with what you were saying, that some of these young guys, they're just not, not fighting for the ball. They're, running, they're concentrating so much on running the routes and getting downfield quickly that they don't have that ability or that innate. innate there, there's just something within you that says, i got to go get the football. We see guys do that almost immediately. Some guys fight for the football. They just don't have that. Is that something you can teach in all reality? It, so, so much of that's an attitude, too, though. And contested catches are tough catches, but it's also just the reality of being a receiver in the NFL. You're going to have to make tough catches at this level. Opposing DBs are very good at this level. You're not going to get a lot of layups like you might have in college. And if you look at you – know, it's not that long ago that Devontae Adams was in this offense, right? Every single time Devontae Adams had a target, it was his ball. Nobody else was taking that ball from him. It was right. Devontae Adams' ball. He had that attitude. You have to have that, that, that willpower when the ball's in the air that nobody else is taking this from you. You're going to go make a play on the ball, and there's just not enough of that right now in the Packers receiving core. I mean, you look at on down the line, Romeo Dobbs has a little bit of that attitude in him. He's got strong hands. He, he's a guy that will go attack the football. But who else? I mean, even the interception that, that Jordan loved threw yesterday, which was a bad ball. I, I, a lot of people have been watching that play, and they've, they've taken TV copy to, to base what a deep ball is when you don't see the all-22. Jaden Reed's running behind the secondary. He literally ha- not, not only has to slow down, not only has to turn mm-hmm. his back to the end zone, but has to, he, he's looking for the ball toward the right sideline. The ball's toward the left sideline into the safety. It was a bad ball, but after all that, Jaden Reed has the ball in his hand. He can make a play for his quarterback, and the ball's taken out of his hands downfield. You have to have that attitude that nobody's taking this ball from you. It's your ball, and go get it. 
Uh, I, I know playoffs are out of the picture because I know anybody that had those aspirations, I think, were way off to begin with. But I, I, at this point, and this will be the last thing, but I just want to see a first quarter that looks like they're not. Yesterday we were trying to sitting in the press box trying to figure out an adjective. And it was two of them we decided on were either in disarray or unprepared. Now, I don't know which one you would side on, but at this point in time, they look awful in the first quarter, first half of ball games. Would you agree? Packers fans are onto this too. When they finally got their first first down of the game inside four minutes to go in yes. the second quarter, the the cheer, the I don't know if it was sarcasm or relief or both, but the cheer was it was the loudest applause all day. I mean, it was like they just won the Super Bowl for a first down. That's how bad this offense looks in the in the first half. I mean, I'll say it again: 163 first half minutes since they scored a first half touchdown. It's been since early in the second quarter, week two at Atlanta, when Jaden Reed took a jet sweep pass and found the end zone against the Falcons, since they've actually done that again. That's an eternity in the NFL. It's, it's stunning. And I'll tell you, it's, it's impossible to win that way. If you're going five straight weeks without scoring a touchdown in the first half, you're not winning. And they're not. They've lost four straight games. Now, what's really more troubling is that they've had a three-game losing streak against three just, just terrible teams. The, right. the Raiders, the Broncos – are two of the worst teams in the NFL. I know the Broncos just beat the Chiefs yesterday, but they're, they're a bad team. And the Vikings don't have Justin Jefferson at home. They're, they're not just losing every week. They're losing to teams that, that, that are not decidedly not good teams. And if you look at the big picture, when are the wins coming up on this schedule? You'll be looking a long time. There's just they're not a lot of wins ahead if they're going to be losing to these types of opponents each week. So it, it's very likely to get worse before it gets better. I completely agree. Ryan, great to talk to you, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll talk again real soon, okay? All right. Take care. Take care, bud. There you go. Ryan Wood. Yes. It's exactly what we've been talking about. Exactly. A lot of good stuff there. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Serve restriction supplies. Showroom for details. Offers at 1031 Have you the Bill Michaels show continuing on this Monday? We got Eric Branchick of the Green Bay Press Gazette coming up here in just a little bit. We'll talk with him. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends 
Four Seasons Island Resort up north. They had a great, uh, great weekend. They had a, a Halloween costume contest this weekend, big masquerade party, which was really cool. They've got a uh, Christmas wine dinner coming up. We were a part of that, their wine dinner, the, the fall wine dinner, a week ago, and it was spectacular. So if you're looking for the Christmas wine dinner, oh, get, get a hold of them, 715-938-5110. It comes with the weekend stay and all that kind of stuff, 715-938-5110. And get a hold of them. And if you mention uh, that you heard it here on the program, uh, on your stay, they will give you 15% off. So get a hold of Barb, 715-938-5110, Four Seasons Island Resort up in Pembine, Wisconsin. Coming up in the next hour, Eric Baranchek at the Green Bay Press-Gazette is going to be joining us. Uh, also, we got uh, Mike Clemens, the final hour of the program. We'll talk with him as well. Uh, a lot of... A lot of conjecture, a lot of uh, back and forth. I, I'll say this. There is... A lot of passion. Maybe that's the best way to put it with Packers fans. Uh, some hope, some anger, some, you know, some sensibility when it comes to kind of pointing out where the problems are and trying to be realistic. There is no quick fix. This is not a good football team. This is a football team that does not pay attention to detail. Um, and I'm talking overall. I'm not just kind of pointing out the, the obvious when it comes to Matt LaFleur trying to fix it. But And sometimes when you don't have the ability to overcome the attention to detail, sometimes you don't have the ability, which would then put uh, Brian Gutekinds and the, the guys, the talent, if you want to call it that, that he has chosen on the hot seat as well. I, I, I just there, – there's enough, there's enough problems to go around right now to look at this and go, this is a genuinely bad football team that has not to this point shown signs of getting better. They have their flashes – but 50% in the National Football League is simply not going to cut it. It's just not. 877-867-1670. Another hour, uh, two hours of this. You have to go, as a matter of fact. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next.